At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner, presented by Bet Rivers. Hey, it's Holden with Veasan. It is the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. And my oh my, I got a good night's sleep last night because that was four games. I was exhausted by the time I ended up going to sleep last night. That Chiefs Bills game was something else, and really all three games were magnificent. So here's what's coming up on the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. I'm going to give you the divisional round recap. We'll look at the lines that just popped for the conference championship games. Um, then the greatest divisional round games that I've been alive for, I think there's one that I'm going to put ahead of what we saw last night with the Bills and the Chiefs, but that would really be it. And while I'm watching, I tweeted out, I said, this is an all-time game. It's an all-time classic, and it really was. Uh, we'll get to some basketball. Nuggets recap. Boogie Cousins is here. Bryn Forbes making a little impact off the bench. And then college basketball, CSU looking good. We've got Northern Colorado looking good. Colorado kind of staring down the NIT right now. And the Broncos head coaching search. We've got some news on that too. So a very, 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 very busy Monday. Normally we'll start with the Denver teams, but today, I mean, we got to do a divisional round recap, right? But first, here are the lines for the AFC championship game coming up on Sunday. We've got the Chiefs minus seven with the total at 54. Here's an interesting one I found on Bet Rivers. Chiefs team total 30 and a half. They have gone over that number in six of seven games. And while the Bengals defense has been surging to a point, holding the Titans to 16 points with a hampered Derrick Henry is by no means the same as dealing with Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs offense, which really figured it out. Now, let's not forget a couple weeks ago, Bengals end up taking out the Chiefs. The Bengals were down 28-17 at halftime. Defense stepped up, held the Chiefs to just three points in the second half. Okay, that's one. Chiefs minus seven, total of 54. So we got a rematch there. We got the third game of the year between the Rams and the Niners. Interesting here because it could be another home game for the Niners in LA. If you'll remember a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, they played. It was a terrific game. Uh, 17-3 deficit for the Niners. They came back to beat LA in overtime 27-24. And I remember the Rams players saying, you know, that was a, it was just too much. It was too loud. Uh, too many Niners fans and it affected their offense a little bit. Now the Rams are trying to limit purchases to certain zip codes. It's not going to work. There's going to be a ton of Niner fans there again. Rams minus three and a half, total 46 and a half. And don't forget that Shanahan has beaten McVay six out of six. He's six and zero oh here. 
They've won six in a row against the Rams. That will be fascinating. Early lean here toward the Niners plus three and a half, although very, very uh, easily see the Rams winning on the money line and the Niners still covering. Total here is 46 and a half. Okay, let's get into these divisional round recaps. It was a classic, an absolute classic last night in overtime. Chiefs advanced by beating the Bills. Allen to Gabe Davis, man. That was it last night. Check this out. Allen had 324 yards passing, four touchdowns. Gabe Davis caught all four touchdowns for 201 yards. Wow, eight for 201 and four touchdowns. Josh Allen this postseason. Why am I starting with the Bills here? I, I, I got to give the Bills credit before we get to the Chiefs. The, the Broncos fans don't want to see Mahomes take this thing again. In the postseason, here's Josh Allen. This, nine touchdowns, no turnovers, 771 total yards. He, he ran like a banshee. And 14 total incompletions over two games. Are you kidding me? Wow. So look at, look at some of the other things here. 25 points in the final 154 of this game. One minute, 54 seconds. 25 points! <laughs> it's just, it's amazing. Seven passing touchdowns, 700 yards, no interceptions, a 44-yard drive, a 49-yard field goal in 13 seconds to send the game to overtime. I know the Bills fans and all the media saying, how do you let Kelsey get open in the middle of the field? It's a good question. And were they defending the sidelines? Because that 30-yarder to Kelsey just kept him alive. 13 seconds left, and I'm saying to myself, this thing still isn't over. And it wasn't. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing game. And if you're a Broncos fan and you watched that game last night, I think it's just another reminder. You can't compete with these guys. You can't compete with Mahomes and the Chiefs. The only thing that can do that is if they go out and get themselves Aaron Rodgers. And we're going to end up talking about that because it was a very interesting scene after the Packers loss. And a lot of emotion from Aaron Rodgers. He did go out and mention that his relationship with the general manager was better. But, you know, for me, the, it'll be nice. New head coach here in Denver. But unless they get themselves an Aaron Rodgers, you're not competing with Patrick Mahomes. It's just not happening. Guy's too good. He's too great. Uh, let's go to the next game. The Rams and the Bucks. That was a fun game. A lot of fun to watch that game, at least for me. So the Rams are blasting the Bucks. Blasting them. 27 to 3. And then yeah, they start talking about 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl. And then what happened? Brady got going. And the defense got going too. And honestly, the Rams looked a little bit sloppy in this one. The Bucs down by 24 points. L.A. allowed the Bucs to come back from that 23-point deficit in the third quarter. In the third quarter. But they avoided the upset. 30-27. to Cooper Cup. I, here's another one. How is Kelsey wide open on the final drive? How is Cooper Cup open two times for deep passes on the final uh, drive to set up the game-winning field goal? I don't get it. They, these are great players making great plays. But what is the defense doing here? How are they not doing more to stop these great plays? I don't know. Um, 22 seconds, two great catches, set up the game-winning field goal. That's what started things off on Sunday. So we have that great comeback that was just for naught. And then the Chiefs come back against the Bills. And the Bills come back against the Chiefs. And the Chiefs come back against the Bills. Sunday was ridiculous. Absolutely amazing. Aaron Rodgers, let's go now to Saturday. I'm going to go in reverse chronological order because Aaron Rodgers looked awful. His receivers not named Devontae Adams had one catch for six yards. Oh, my God. 
one catch for six yards. It's a little concerning too, because everybody wants Aaron Rodgers here and he's a great, he'd be a great addition, but he just didn't trust anybody for the third straight postseason. It's like, I'm either going to Devonte Adams or nobody else. And it just didn't make sense to me. Time after time, he had wide open receivers and he didn't throw to him. Even DeGuara, uh, the tight end, there was a play where he had nobody within 10 yards of him. All Rodgers has to do is dump it down to him in the middle of the field. They get the first down. He ends up trying to throw it to Adams. It was incomplete. It was not a good day. Uh, Green Bay special teams, a complete debacle, as I'm sure you noticed as much as I did. So let me talk about Rodgers, though in the future of Rodgers and how that affects everyone here in Denver. So I really thought this whole time Rodgers was just going to stay in Green Bay. All right. He was going to stay in Green Bay and he'd probably stay another year. They had another season where they were the number one seed and they had a shot at the Super Bowl. Here's what, here's what Rodgers saying. He goes, <laughs> right. He was very complimentary though, to the GM, uh, Brian Gutenhurst, who, they had a massive squabble uh, for more than one year since Gutenhurst had been there, especially since drafting Love, who was not the quarterback of the future with the Packers. Rodgers after the game, I don't want to be a part of a rebuild if I'm going to keep playing. And that's interesting to me because the Packers have salary cap issues. It'll make it hard to retain Devontae Adams. They've got a lot of things to do. We'll get to Tampa. You know, we talked Tampa Bay for a second, and Bruce Arians said, listen, this is more of a reload than a rebuild well we'll see if tom brady wants to be part of a reload aaron Rodgers, right now does he want to be part of a reload i'm not sure i'm not sure packers have 48 and a half million dollars uh, over the cap okay that's not good uh, adams in a franchise tag would be 20 million dollars and Rodgers is 46.8 million dollars against the cap so even if they traded Rodgers, then they'd still have a $28.5 million dead cap hit. Now, all this sounds uh, like foreign language to many of you, but, you know, if you can be patient, June 1st, that $28 million dead hit goes down to $19.2 million. So it is, there's going to be a lot of speculation over the next six months, no question, five and a half months. But there's now a legitimate shot in my mind that after June 1st, Broncos could be in the mix for this guy unless he decides to hang it up and retire sometime between now and then. Okay, so that's the next thing. The next thing was the first game, and I really don't even have that much to say about this game because it happened so long ago. We had so many other great games. But the Bengals, I mean, it was entertaining against Tennessee for a 1916 game. And these games went under, and the road dogs were taking care of business. It was an awesome weekend and a betting recap, but... Burrow, Chase, Higgins, Mixon. And now they get to head to Kansas City to take on these Chiefs again. That's just going to be a great game. Joe Burrow, yeah, he doesn't want to be an underdog. They're underdogs. They're big-time dogs, seven-point dogs. And that is going to be a really fun game to end up checking out with the Bengals and the Chiefs. Now, to me, if I had to rank the games in order, Here's ranking the games in order this weekend. Four classics, four great football games, but you got to go Bills-Chiefs one. Got to go Bills-Chiefs number one. The second one would probably be the earlier game with the Bucs coming back, but ultimately falling short against the Rams. So if the Bills-Chiefs was a 10 out of 10, I would put the Bucs and the Rams at a 9 out of 10. The Packers-Niners, 8.5 out of 10. It was an ugly game, and it was difficult to try and process what the hell was going on with Aaron Rodgers. I know the special teams was a disaster, but again, one catch, six yards, receivers not named. 
Devontae Adams, and of course, Aaron Jones had a big game too, but it just didn't make sense to me. It was another awful performance here by Aaron Rodgers, but that would be an 8.5, and I would give the Bengals-Titans game an 8. So an 8 would be really good. We got a, just four spectacular games, but 25 points in the last 154 of regulation after the two teams were just beating the hell out of each other. I'm going to say this is the second best divisional round game since I've been alive. Now, I don't remember watching January 2nd, 1982 in Miami, the Chargers at the Dolphins. They called it the Epic in Miami. I'm going to get to that in a second because I actually had to go and take paragraphs from stories that recap that game. Okay, the, the Vikings at the Saints, I remember. That was a 29-24 win, 2018. Minnesota's got a 17-0 lead over Drew Brees. Brees hits Camaro with a 14-yard touchdown. All of a sudden, it's 21-20 now with the Saints on top. The teams are beating each other up. They're trading field goals. New Orleans up 24-23. Just 25 seconds to go. Third and 10 for the Vikings. What happened? Case Keenum to Stefan Diggs. Everybody here in Denver remembers Case Keenum. Keenum to Diggs. I mean, that did a lot for Case Keenum's career, too, and his wallet. Minneapolis Miracle. That's what it was, the Minneapolis Miracle. I think that was right behind what we saw here today. The finish, I think, was a little bit more spectacular in that game than it was last night. Although, again, that final 156 into overtime. But the Minneapolis Miracle was remarkable. I'll put that at three. I'll put yesterday's Bills-Chiefs game at two. Okay, that's a two. And then... Here's the epic in Miami. Let's get into this here. I'm going to read it. The Chargers and the Dolphins. And the thing I remember is there's a highlight of Dan Fouts, who was a really great quarterback, Hall of Fame quarterback, broadcaster for CBS for years. There's this picture of everybody on the field just being dead exhausted and Fouts putting his arm around Kevin Winslow. So here's what happened. San Diego Chargers, Miami Dolphins. Chargers win 41-28. Eric Coriel for San Diego at the time. They were just airing it out, man. It was awesome. Um... You had a 24-0 first quarter lead for the Chargers in this game. So first of all, you're watching it, you're going, or whoever was watching was going, wow, this is absolutely ridiculous. But the Dolphins stormed back. Now, they got a guy by the name of Don Strock, their backup quarterback. Don Shula is the head coach. Eric Coriel, Don Shula. So many legendary names from that game, and this would happen almost 40 years ago. Really, 40 years ago in a, in a couple of weeks. So, anyways, Dan Fouts, he's, his team's in trouble. They're blowing a 24-0 lead. He throws a blind scoring pass to James Brooks as his team was down 38-31 with under a minute to play. And he ties the game up, and all of a sudden it's 38-38 with under a minute. Miami comes down the field. Uwe Von Schaumann. Think about it. Uwe Von Shaman. They don't make kickers. They had Ali Haji Sheik. You had Uwe Von Shaman. All these great names back in the day. Uh, you had an attempted field goal to win it from 26 yards. Kellen Winslow blocked it. One of the greatest tight ends in the history of the world playing special teams. They go into overtime. Rolf Benerski. Rolf Benerski. 29-yard field goal. I mean, come on. Are you kidding me to win the game in, in, in extra time? Winslow, playoff record, 13 receptions, 166 yards. He had injuries. He had dehydration. 13 for 166. That's a lot. And then you go back and you look at what Gabe Davis did last night. Eight for 201 and four touchdowns. 
But I, I'm going to go with that Chargers-Dolphins one, and this one was number two. Absolute all-time classic last night. So much fun to watch. And again, we go back, Chiefs minus seven, total 54, early week lean over the total of 54, or actually over the team total for the Chiefs at 30 and a half. I'm going to dig into this a little bit more, but again, going over that number in six of seven, now looking for revenge against the Bengals, coming off what they did here. I kind of like that team total over 30 and a half, and I don't know if I've ever bet a team total over 30 and a half. Not in football, definitely in basketball. Uh, Rams minus three and a half, total 46 and a half, early week lean towards San Francisco, and the points, plus three and a half. Great, great weekend of football. All right, here's what we got going on. We're still talking some football toward the end of the show with the Broncos coaching search. We do have some news and notes to report on that. But first, come back, talk some nuggets. It was an interesting nuggets game. And then the Colorado College Hoops report. CSU moving up the rankings in the AP. Colorado moving down, looking like an NIT year. And then northern Colorado, the little bears that could. Discuss that next on the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Being a homer has its perks at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Every day, Bet Rivers offers a special hometown discount on parlays involving local teams. To get your hometown discount, just open the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app and check the daily specials to place your bet on a unique parlay with hometown teams and players. Then root, root, root for the home team and win together. Bet today on the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app or go to betrivers.com. Must be 21 and located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. For more real-time relevant sports betting news and information, listen to VEASAN in Denver on Altitude Sports 950. VEASAN, the sports betting network, is on the air in Denver. Listen to relevant real-time sports betting news and information on Denver's Altitude Sports 950. Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, Lombardi Line, My Guys in the Desert, The Nightcap, and much, much more from VEASAN, the sports betting network, on the air in Denver on Altitude Sports 950. Welcome back to the Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers, Holden Kushner, at Holden Radio if you want to check it out. Uh, check me out on Twitter. Let's get into some basketball. We had a Nuggets game against the Detroit Pistons. We got the Rams, CSU, looking pretty darn good. Colorado took one on the chin. Northern Colorado continues to you know, make a little noise out there in the big sky. And then before the end of the show, a couple of thoughts on the Broncos head coaching search. There's some news and notes coming out of there, but we'll start with the Nuggets. Uh, it was a double-digit meltdown by the Nuggets. A big collapse in the fourth quarter against the Pistons. But, but, the Nuggets hang on. They win it 117-111. They got another matchup uh, here with the Pistons coming up. 16-point lead in the fourth quarter. And Detroit tied it twice in the final two minutes of the game. Went back, watched this thing early, early, early this morning. Jokic had 34-9-8, and eight, so his four consecutive triple doubles stops right there. That was it. Four game triple double streak. You had Bryn Forbes coming in. Forbes is actually a nice addition. You know, I thought so before. Now I'm looking at, he's averaging 20 minutes off the bench. If and when Murray comes back, that's obviously going to shrink, but 20 minutes off the bench for a productive player. He scored 10 and a half points and he's gone three of eight from three in his limited time here in Denver. I actually, I kind of like what I've seen from him. As far as Cousins, he ate the minutes that Jokic didn't play. I don't really think Cousins ends the season here, but it is nice to get 
the Joker a break from time to time. Ultimately, the bench is better with Forbes and at least here with Cousins, even though Cousins really didn't do too much. He had two points and six rebounds in 12 minutes. But the bench, they outscored Detroit's bench, 41-37. That never happens. You just don't see it happening. So good for the Nuggets. You know, things are rolling right along here. This is what we need to see out of them. Uh, incremental improvements. You don't have to have everything fixing all at once and you look at the standings now they're i mean they're looking good they're in the sixth spot you know you don't got to go in the play-in game right now the timberwolves are a 500 team and uh they're a game and a half behind them so you know the nuggets i think when it's all said and done five or six seed and, and there's there's no shame in that do the lakers come up and make some noise do the lakers catch them i don't think the timberwolves catch them do any of these teams above them start to fall down? Maybe the Mavericks, but they're not in a bad spot. The Nuggets not in a bad spot considering all of the trials and tribulations. That's one of the worst cliches. I'm going to use it anyways. One of the worst, you know, uh, trials and tribulations. Just horrible stuff they've had happen to them this year, and they keep fighting on. So good for Michael Malone and those boys. Colorado College Hoops Report. Let's go around the big three. We got uh, CSU. We got the Buffs, and we got Northern Colorado. So we'll start here. Colorado State, they actually had home court advantage down there at Air Force in Colorado Springs. 73-53, the final score. Was going to take my kids down there. We just slept in. It didn't happen. We slept in. Uh, Rams in the AP poll. Now, they should have been ranked. They st should still be in the top 25. The coaches poll, they were 23rd last week. AP poll came out. They were 33rd. Say 33. I thought there was only 25 teams. There are only 25 teams, but then there's the others receiving votes. And this week, up to 29th for CSU, which is good in the latest AP poll. You have another good week, another undefeated week. Those teams in front of you lose. I think they get back to the top 25 within the next two weeks. I, I, the, the schedule coming up is looking good, too. I'm, so, I'm buying into these guys. I'm so excited to see what these guys do in March in the NCAA tournament. I, I, they're my favorite local team right now. CSU against Air Force, they led most of the way. Um, there really wasn't too much to report on this game. They were up by one with 6.51 left in the first half. They went on a run, 15-2 to two run, and that was it. Uh, best 16-game start in the history of the Rams program, 15-1, 5-1 in the Mountain West. Yeah, these guys are for real. If you haven't checked them out, I highly recommend it. Uh, best 16-game start. So you also have the Rams... Four wins in a row following their first loss of the season at San Diego State back in January. And, and listen, when it's all said and done, uh, hopefully the committee looks at that and just throws it out. It was a complete aberration. Team hadn't played very much. Go on the road. It was a stinker. Uh, Rams, four wins in a row, right? And then their next game is Tuesday against Nevada at home. So... Uh, I'll be betting that one. If you got any questions on how to bet it or if you want to bet it, make sure you hit me up on Twitter at Holden Radio. Be happy to help you out there. But CSU, two thumbs up. Colorado, two thumbs down. Oh, Buffs fans. This is disappointing. Really thought this was a tournament team. More I watch them. They're just not good enough to keep up with the really good teams in the conference, as we just saw. Uh, listen, Colorado did a great job uh, overcoming a deficit. They're down by 17 points, and they actually led UCLA with 26 seconds to go. It didn't happen, though. That was it. CU turned it over 21 times. Another big, big issue. 
They turned it over 16 times in the loss to USC. I really thought, again, going forward, this was a team that was going to have to win one of these two games to build a tournament resume because they don't have the quad one wins. They're 0-4 in those quad one games. What's a quad one game? Basically, a team that the tournament committee thinks is a tournament team. They just haven't beaten a tournament team. It's not good. Uh, for me right now, Colorado, an NIT team, and it'd be tough to really back them against any ranked team at this point in time. Last but not least, I know they're only 10-8, and eight, but they're 5-1 and one in the big sky. And my boys, Northern Colorado, they keep going. Listen, they hadn't won in Cheney, Washington against Eastern Washington since 2013. So we're talking almost 10 years. And this team went out there and they won it 87-83. First win in Cheney since 2013. Uh, Dalen Coots continues to roll 29 points. But the big story here is the big game coming up. You've now got a 5-1 and one team in the conference, half game behind Weber State for first place. Well, guess what's happening here? Hmm, very good. UNC tied with Southern Utah for the two spot in the conference, but you got the Wildcats coming to Greeley. Ooh, this would be good. UNC, Weber State, Thursday. They're actually going to have a throwback Thursday. It's a retro jersey there. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I really want to get up to that game too. I want to go to all these games. I just love college basketball. My favorite second sport, my second favorite sport behind the NFL and then baseball's third. Who knows if we even have a baseball season, but boy, woo, Weaver State, Thursday night, six o'clock. Some people go, why are you getting juiced up about the UNC and Weber State. I'm telling you, that's, that's going to be a fun basketball game. I'm down with that. All right, final segment yet to come. Broncos head coaching search. If you'll remember a couple weeks ago, I set all the odds. Well, it looks like we may be down to three candidates. And I will discuss next on the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Must be 21 and located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Wrapping up the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers with the Broncos head coaching search. And last night's loss by the Packers actually means a lot for the Broncos and Broncos fans. Why? Well, they weren't going to be able to interview Nathaniel Hackett this week in all likelihood. Uh, not here in Denver because the Packers were still in the playoffs. Well, he's gone. And now the Packers offensive coordinator is going to be interviewing here in Denver uh, tomorrow. So you've got Dan Quinn, you've got Nathaniel Hackett, and then the dark horse candidate, according to quite a few uh, reporters here, is offensive coordinator with the Rams, Kevin O'Connell. And they cannot go out and talk to O'Connell because the Rams are still in the playoffs. So interesting. Quinn's coming in this week, Hackett coming in this week, and we'll see about O'Connell, you know, if and when the Rams get eliminated. You know, if it's after the Super Bowl, then it's after the Super Bowl. Although, you know what? I think you might be able to talk to these coaches during that week. So um, I don't know if they wait long enough to talk to O'Connell because now you've got Hackett interviewing with the Jags and the Vikings. Is this a better job? Probably. I mean, the Jaguars are a completely dysfunctional S-show. Um, 
the Vikings, I mean, they got to make a decision on Kirk Cousins. Here there's no quarterback, but at least you know, Nathaniel Hackett might, hey, hey Rodgers, Devontae, come on over here. We'll figure something out. Uh, I actually set Hackett to be the head coach. I initially set him at plus 600, six to one to get the job. The second day when I redid the, the odds, I put him at plus 400. So if you went and bet at the uh, Kushner Sportsbook, a subsidiary of Bet Rivers, not really, uh, you could have gotten him at plus 600, plus 400. I had Dan Quinn at plus 400 as the favorite to start at the, as the favorite to start this thing. Day two, more you hear about it, more reports, more you talk about it, plus 150, overwhelming favorite. He's still the overwhelming favorite. I mean, I think it's really cool that they're bringing Hackett in. I think that fuels just logically speculation about Aaron Rodgers. But uh, I wonder if that's a question too. It's like, hey, Nathaniel Hackett, in the interview, you're talking to these guys for three and a half, four hours. Uh, how does an Aaron Rodgers fit into the Denver roster? I wonder if that question ever comes up or something kind of like it. You would think, right? You would think at some point in time they have to talk about that guy. And then let's go to the super dark horse, Kevin O'Connell, the Rams OC. Young guy. He was out in Washington with um, all those young dudes. He's part of the, I mean, McVay is not even 40. He's got a coaching tree at this point. I guess there's the Shanahan coaching tree, which leads to McVay. And the McVay coaching tree, which leads to Matt LaFleur and Zach Taylor and Brandon Staley. And then Kevin O'Connell might be left, uh, next. And look, they've had success. These guys, Matt LaFleur's had a lot of success. He's had Aaron Rodgers. Zach Taylor, success this year. His job was on the line. Uh, his quarterback stepped up. Shocker. Brandon Staley, great young quarterback. Successful. You know, it's not easy to be a, a great head coach without a really good quarterback. And that, to me, is going to be the big thing, you know, if O'Connell were to come here. But let's look at this. So he didn't call plays with the Rams, or he doesn't call plays, but O'Connell is very important. And he actually, he played QB at San Diego State. He's with the Patriots. He was drafted by them in 2008. He was actually on the roster for that 41-7 beatdown of the Broncos in Mike Shanahan's final season here. But uh, O'Connell, you know, I didn't remember this until I went and I did a whole bunch of research on him. I remember him being a backup quarterback, not playing very much in New England. Didn't remember him going to the Lions, the Dolphins, the Jets, or the Chargers before retiring. Played in two games with the Patriots in 2008 behind Brady. So there it is. I mean, if I had to reset the odds now, I would put Dan Quinn at minus 150. I would put um, Nathaniel Hackett at probably plus 250. And then O'Connell would sit there plus 500 just because, I mean, it's such a dark horse, such a dark horse, right? So that would be me uh, recalibrating things. Two things that Hackett has. Number one, he's been successful in Green Bay. Number two, that that he's got Aaron Rodgers' cell phone. There's no doubt about that. Only concern is, boy, get to the playoffs, and Aaron Rodgers just not look good uh, these past couple of years. All right, so that is the Denver Broncos head coaching searches notes. Let me get to the final uh, thing here. We'll look ahead to the rest of this week. This week, I do believe the Broncos are going to name a head coach. Um, do they name it before they get to talk to O'Connell? I think so. I think if they're getting... Dan Quinn, they want to get out in front of this. Other teams have talked to him. If they go with Hackett, they want to get to him because uh, he's talked with the Jaguars and the Vikings. So again, there are other openings. And I think the Broncos opening, though, is the sexiest of all the openings. Uh, tomorrow, Nuggets-Pistons. 
So they play once again. We'll see if the Nuggets can sweep this little two-game set. And then on Wednesday, it should be a fun one, Nuggets-Nets on Wednesday. So um, James Harden and the rest of those guys, uh, the Nets are a fun team to watch. We'll see if the Nuggets have enough to take them down. Blackhawks avalanche tonight. This is, this. wow, you talk about a stretch. 13 games in 24 nights for the avalanche. I was reading about that today. That is a ton of games for the Avs. They're going to be gassed. Uh, but that's what they got going on. They got to win this game. The The Blackhawks are in disarray. Uh, my buddy who covers the Avalanche says today, the, tonight could be a nice little upset for the Hawks. I don't have enough guts to go and back the Blackhawks at plus 250 against the Avs, but that's going on. Tomorrow night, so Tuesday night, we got Colorado State at Nevada. A uh, big, big showdown there in the Mountain West, and CSU continues to roll. And then UNC take it on Weber State for first place in the Big Sky on Thursday. So I fully expect to have a bet and a bet breakdown of Northern Colorado Weber State in that Big West showdown. Actually, the Big Sky showdown, excuse me. The Big Sky showdown. God, I love the Big Sky. I really do. Even though I called them Big West, I still love the Big Sky. It's... The books just don't pay attention to it. And then we get an edge betting it. There's no question. Uh, so coming up on Wednesday, catch up with Nate Kreckman, catch up with uh, Ian St. Clair. We'll know either who the Broncos next head coach is, or we'll have even more information about it. Uh, talk nuggets as well. A little bit of abs and some local college basketball too, and get you ready for the AFC and NFC conference championship games. Boy, that was such a fun weekend, wasn't it? Well, thanks for hanging out with me. Appreciate it. If you're not subscribed, make sure you subscribe to the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Follow me on Twitter at Holden Radio. Thanks to Steven, our producer, for making this uh, all happen, the magic happen. And uh, I'll catch you on Wednesday here on the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.